Hi guys, and welcome to the Be Still podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about the messages that I feel like God has placed on my heart to share with you guys. And today's episode is going to be all about promises and more specifically what the structure of promises looks like just from studying promises in the Bible like Mary, um, Abraham and Sarah, Gideon, Moses, just a few examples. And so... I just wanted to start by saying promises can definitely seem impossible, so it's nice to have a structure that we can look at to see where we are in regards to the process. And I think of I think of Gideon when I think of this because God approached Gideon when he was at a place where he saw himself and defined who he was by his circumstances. And we see that in the Bible because When the Lord visits Gideon, he speaks life over Gideon, and he calls him by what he is called to do for him. And let me just pull up my Bible really quick. I didn't pull up this verse before I started. I'm so sorry. Let me just get this really quick. And um, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior, in Judges 6.12. And it's so fascinating that he greeted him like this. Because the way Gideon saw himself was so, was so, um, was so opposed to that. In Judges 6.15, Gideon says, Pardon me, my lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. So for context, God had asked Gideon, or told Gideon, that he was going to deliver the Israelites out of the Midianites' hand, who were, who God allowed to oppress the Israelites for seven years. So you can imagine how intimidating that was for Gideon. And because he was so unsure of it, so unsure of himself, he asked for multiple signs to be given to him, which God was so gracious to allow to happen. And then he came into agreement with that, and he delivered the Israelites out of the Midianites' hand. And God was with him the entire time. Not a single one of the Israelite men were hurt. It was simply amazing. We just love to see God's work in the Bible. But anyway, I digress. What we see in Gideon's story is that is what the structure of a promise looks like. It's receiving the promise, then we go through the season of preparation, and then we're delivered into the promise. But God always works in seasons. And I think of the the imagery that I think of when I think of that is I think of a gardener, and gardeners kind of operate by seasons. And so sometimes we have seasons of growth, seasons of abundance, seasons of flourishing, seasons of pruning, seasons of overabundance. It's just all of our seasons are so different. I think that's why, of course, we have seasons like fall, winter, summer, spring. We have seasons of our life where we grow in different areas. It's just God operates in seasons. And so it would make sense that when he's planning to prosper us through a promise, elevate us to that next that next journey in our life of course he would have the promise then the season the preparation pruning and refinement and then walking into that promise because if he just gave us a promise and then gave us the promise then we would never grow and I feel like a lot of us lose sight of lose sight of what's important when we're in that season of preparation because we've received the promise we know what it is and I find myself doing this especially with kingdom marriage because I'm so focused on it. I wonder what my husband looks like. I wonder what he's going to be like. Is he going to like the things that I like? What's his voice going to sound like? What's his name? 
And I get so focused on that sometimes that I forget that, like, God is right here in the season with me, and he's convicting me, he's inspiring me, and he's walking with me so that he can help change my heart and fixate my heart posture on what's important, and that's him. Because we obtain everlasting life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but he also gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. He also knows our heart to the fullest fullest extent. He created us into the people that we were supposed to be. So to partner with him through that season is to allow the man who conquered death to have a say over how we are transformed in that season. And the physical, the physical analogy that I thought of when I was thinking about what not surrendering in the preparation season looks like is my pregnancy. Because I'm going to be real with y'all. I took a pregnancy test, then I went through my pregnancy, then my child was delivered, and I didn't have good circumstances when I was pregnant. My home life wasn't too great. I was being bullied at work, and so I just found myself focused on, I wanted my child to be born so I could just meet them, hold them, bond with them. But I didn't, I didn't even think about the fact that like that my entire pregnancy it was just us, and it wasn't until my eighth month of pre- my seventh or my eighth month of pregnancy that I was like, "Oh my gosh, my baby is going to be born soon. I'm not going to feel these kicks in my I'm not going to feel these kicks in my abdomen anymore. It's not just going to be us. Like there are going to be people who want to hold my baby and who want to love them, and that's amazing. But why didn't I cherish the season where it was just us alone?" And I had a bit of regret with that, but um, it does remind me to be more intentional in the future. But for some of us who are in a season where we're about to like walk into our kingdom marriage, we're at the threshold, or maybe you're at the threshold of a financial promise or a career breakthrough or something that God has spoken over you, I just want to encourage you, instead of going into the promise and looking back on your preparation season and thinking, wow, I wish that I would have surrendered. I wish I would have surrendered sooner because I could have, I could have started partnering with God in this area sooner. I could have started partnering with God so that he could grow me in this way sooner. Instead of um, looking back with regret, I just want to encourage you while we're in this season, because I'm in this season, so we're in it together. I just want to encourage you, be intentional with that. Say, God, I know that you're trying to grow me. I know that you're trying to prepare me for the next season that you have for me. So what do you need me to do? What do you need me to read? What do you need me to give up so that we can partner with each other during this season? And I think a really big thing for me is he wants me to be more like a Proverbs 31 woman. And it's been hard for me, but I've been sacrificing a bit of my own a bit of my own resistance to that as I surrender to him and he has given me the strength to just be transformed and I feel like I see it gradually every day sure there are some days where I'm still like oh I just want to relax and have time to myself but I'm a mom and I'm also going to be a wife in the future so I need to look to God for my strength I need to look for to God for my inspiration and my hope that I can get through each day and surrender to that discipline that he is offering me that he is teaching me so that I can best serve my family and so I pray that whatever he's probing your heart to surrender to whatever he's probing your heart 
to just be transformed with. Is that the right word? <laughs> I just pray that you surrender to that process. And I just think of like butterflies when they when the caterpillars go into the cocoon and they're all mushy and it's not a beautiful process, but in the end it's a beautiful butterfly and they fly and they get to explore the world in ways that they didn't get to because they were once caterpillars. I pray that for you. I just pray that you surrender to that process of being morphed and transformed into the person you need to be for the next season of your life it's going to be good and I just pray that God is just abundantly speaking to you and the Holy Spirit is just enveloping you with his love and with his grace mm, yeah God is so good he's so good okay I think that's all for this message today I really feel like God wanted me to get this out get this out get this out so we're here it's recorded it took me a long time to get this recorded there were so many attempts at this message but i feel like i finally got it so uh, i'm so thankful anyway i'm gonna link my social media in the biography if you want to connect with me or you know prayer request just to converse i'm not on social media that much just because um i'm not very tech savvy i'm not gonna lie so i only have tiktok right now but please feel free to reach out to me and then another thing I wanted to say is I do have a cash app of course I am a daughter of God so any any donations that I receive I will carefully pray about what God wants me to do with it and I actually am going to be serving in a kids ministry so I would talk I, I'm kind of thinking about talking with the, the director to see if there's anything that the kids need um because I just feel like God has just placed it on my heart to serve children who need it most and who would benefit from it. And of course, if God leads me to use the money in that way, that's where he'll lead me to use it. If he wants me to better this podcast, I'll use it for that, whatever he is probing my heart to do. But if you also want to pray for me, that would be amazing. Um, I really could use prayers for confidence and clarity and wisdom in regards to this podcast, in regards to my life and the season that I'm in. And um, yeah, I think that's it. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I pray that you have a blessed rest of your evening, morning, midday, etc. And yeah, God bless you and thank you for listening.